0: my God. Amen. He is more than enough. Amen. Amen. And I don't want to take that for granted. Praise God. If you want to be seated, you can be seated. I do not have a scripture reading to begin with this morning, but we are going to be visiting some scriptures along the way today. And uh, so we will get our scripture reading in throughout the course of this message. Amen. Glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. And uh, thankful for the opportunity to be in the house of the Lord. We are coming up almost probably close to the one year anniversary of when we were forbidden. To be here in a setting like this on a Sunday morning. And oh, how it felt so good when we were finally able to come back together and have church. And I have thought over the course of what has transpired over the last 12 months and how it relates to the church, and we've watched the effects of what has happened upon the church. And when we say the church, we're not talking about the building. We're talking about you and I. We're talking about the congregation, the people, the ecclesia. Uh, and so I, I have watched how that it has, and I have, I have tried to just sometimes analyze what has happened. And, uh, you know, there's an old saying that says when... Life deals you with lemons. Make lemonade. Amen. And it is easy it would be easy for the church to just say, "Oh me, woe was me, woe was us," And so on and so on, because of what has happened with the pandemic. And that would be the easy road out. But it is also, I believe, a time. To take a step back and as a church and as the people of God and to look at what has happened and use what has happened to make us better. Uh, I, I grew up under a pastor who always, many times I heard him say in reference that there was always, that there would always be a church within the church. And I want to be within that church, within the church. I don't want to be on the fringe. I don't want to be on the outer courts looking in and just observing. But I want to be right in the middle, right where it's going on. Oh, hallelujah. And this is a good time for the church to just examine what's happened. And where am I? Don't look at just don't just don't look at around at everybody else and just say, "Well, woe is them," but where am I, and what am I doing? Amen. Amen. I this morning, <clears throat> as I have uh, over the last three weeks or so, I have been just asking for direction today, and. Uh, so I hope this comes across in a uh, constructive manner for each and every one. It might be more teaching than it is preaching. Uh, I, I, as I, time goes on, I, I might be driving around in my truck. I might be, it might be in my prayer time. And I, I'm making notes. I'm constantly making notes as I feel impressed in the Holy Ghost about something And so I hope today what I am bringing to you will help somebody, will help us as a whole uh, to be who God has called us to be in this time. Because this world needs a church that is connected in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Otherwise, they could just people could in this town today, they could have just dr- driven up and down the streets of this city and they could have just picked and chosen any, any, any particular church and walked through the doors and said, I've put my time in today in church. But it's, it's the calling of the church to make a difference. We've got to make a difference. We have to impact our world. Amen. I want to leave a mark. Amen. I don't want to just pass through time and just just, uh, be a has-been. I want to leave a mark. Amen. Amen. And so receiving the Holy Ghost does not make you spiritual. Amen. Amen. Otherwise, I have witnessed over the last several years a lot of people who have Receive the Holy Ghost and who have walked out the doors and never come back and they would be spiritual. So receiving the Holy Ghost does not make you spiritual. It's just merely that that individual has yielded themselves to the Spirit of God. They have repented and they have surrendered their will for His will. And it's the Spirit of God when that person is filled with the infilling of the Spirit of God. That is, God's Spirit has taken up residence in their life. The Apostle Paul wrote and said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It is a transformation process that has just Been initiated in their life. Paul wrote in that respect as well. He said, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And so, this body, this body is the temple, it becomes the temple of the Holy Ghost when a person receives the infilling of God's Spirit, you are then an earthen vessel in which the Spirit of God is now living and dwelling within. That's right. And so receiving the Holy Ghost, it happens when an individual submits themselves to the will of God. And in Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul, he does a very thorough job of differentiating between the spiritual and the carnal, Amen. there is a spiritual nature, and there is, a, there is a carnal nature to this walk with God. And Paul, when he wrote the book of Romans, and those for for those maybe if you don't understand how that the book or the, the New Testament is put together. Um, it, um, Paul, the, the epistles, Romans is one of the epistles. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, Book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. You have then the epistles. And the epistles are letters that were written to the church, written to the saints. And Paul, he writes uh, to the beloved of God. The saint, called to be saints in Rome. And he lays out, uh, in Romans, he lays out the difference between being spiritual and being carnal. When you look at this word uh, carnal, the meaning of it in most context, in the the context that I am speaking this morning, that word carnal means the earthly nature of man. Human nature, cravings within that human nature that incite sin. And so the carnal nature, Paul writes and he tells us that it is a nature that is enmity with God. That word enmity, it means hostility. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. And I have uh, put it up here on the screen for you to read along. And I am reading this from the Amplified Version. And it tells us, however, you are not living in the flesh, controlled by the sinful nature, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God lives in you, directing and guiding you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. Amen. Amen. So this morning <clears throat> I for a thought, if you are looking for a title or thought to this message, It's just simply the question, who is in control? Who is in control? As I turned my attention a few weeks ago towards this morning and I was just praying and seeking direction, I found my attention being drawn to a particular scripture. And it's found in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. And it tells us, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, and I put emphasis on you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted." And so my attention was drawn to that one word, spiritual. Spiritual. To restore a brethren who is overtaken in a fault. We are instructed that the spiritual person is to be the one that reaches out to minister to the person that is overtaken in a fault. Spiritual. So what is spiritual? Spiritual, when you look it up, it does have several definitions that can apply, but I think the most applicable definition for this context is one who is filled and governed, filled with and governed by the Spirit of God. Amen. One who is filled with and governed by the Spirit of God. And I think we would all agree here today that we being apostolics and what we believe as the truth and the plan of salvation, I think we would all agree that we apostolics being filled We've nailed that one. But are we governed? That's the question. That's what I am attempting, what I felt this, in, in, in the past three weeks, is to drill down on that question, is am I governed? By the Spirit of God. Being spiritual is not meant to be spooky. It's not meant to weird people out. Uh, if, if, if somebody is weirded out, then there's probably a good chance that the person that weirded them out was just operating in the flesh because being spiritual it is meant to show us when and what to pray in a particular moment you can be going about your you could be out in the yard mowing your grass and if you are in the spirit living and walking in the spirit you could all of a sudden feel the need and the urgency to go and find a place to pray. Because there's something that needs some intercession. And so the Spirit will let us know when. It will also let us know what to pray. The Spirit will let us know when and what to minister at a particular moment in time. And to the right person at that time. The Spirit will let us know when and how. To correctly respond to a certain situation. Whether it is known. Or whether it is unknown. The Spirit will call. Walking in the Spirit. I, I personally believe that it is very closely connected with the ability, having the ability to discern things in the spirit. And if you find yourself there, just let me just admonish you this morning: everything that the spirit allows you to see and understand is not meant to be spoken, because there are sometimes when the spirit speaks, it's just meant. For you and you only to know. But the Spirit is speaking to let you know what you need to do. And when you need to do it. And how you need to do it. If you are here this morning. And if you find yourself dealing with condemnation. Then there is a chance that you are not walking in the spirit. The Apostle Paul in Romans eight, he says this. He says, "No condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who walk after the flesh, but after the spirit." So when you're in the spirit, there is no condemnation. Amen. Because when when condemnation works, when you find yourself walking in condemnation, you will find yourself dealing with intimidation. And you will find yourself intimidated to not doing the things that God has called you to do. So we do not walk, if we are walking in the Spirit, we are not walking in condemnation you allow yourself to get into that rut and into that vein of walking in condemnation, then you have a spiritual, what amounts to a spiritual ball and chain that you are dragging along with you in your attempt to walk with God. If you want to get free from that condemnation, you've got to get into the Spirit. Verse 5, and I am going to reference several scriptures here in Romans 8, so... If you want to turn to Romans 8 and and if you want to follow along, feel free to do so. But in verse 5, Paul writes and he says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So if you are just, if you are, uh, if your mind, if you give your mind over the things of the flesh and of your human nature, then then That's all you're going to accomplish. That's all you're going to think about. But when you dwell on the things of the Spirit, it begins to foster that spiritual mind and that spiritual walk. Verse 8, he says, They that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now he's drilling down. In the flesh, we cannot please God. In the previous chapter in Romans 7, he says this, he says, I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. When my flesh is in control, there is nothing spiritually good that can come about. But when we are yielded to the Spirit, when we give our mind to the things of the Spirit, then we become aligned with the will of God. That I might know His will. That I might do His will. When we are in alignment, we can hear. We can sense things in the Spirit when we are in alignment with the Spirit of God. And it somewhat goes back to what the last two previous times when I came before you. When I ministered on uh, the, the need to feel the convicting spirit of God, that sensitivity, having that sensitivity. There's just times uh, that you've got to get into your prayer closet uh, and you just got to listen. you just got to uh, allow, open your mind to the things of the spirit uh, and, uh, and just sometimes just probe things uh, in the spirit that the Holy Ghost can minister to you and talk to you. Uh, and out of that, there is an alignment with your mind, with the mind of Christ. Amen. We can discern the will of God. We can live and walk in complete spiritual authority when we are in alignment with His mind. So Romans, going back to Romans 8, in verse 14, Paul says, For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Jumping down to verse 16, he says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that We are the children of God. The Spirit itself, when we get into the Spirit, the Spirit itself, it bears witness with our spirit. There is a confirmation that takes place. There's confirmation, a confidence that you can speak boldly, that you can pray boldly, that you can act boldly when the Holy Ghost moves upon you. When you discern in a certain moment, in a certain instance, if you're out mowing your grass and you feel the call to go and pray, you can do it with the confidence that there's something that the Holy Ghost is trying to do, that the Holy Ghost is operating through me oh hallelujah the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God it's about positioning ourselves to be led in the spirit imparting confidence whatever comes my way I'll deal with it in the Holy Ghost. Amen. To settle for anything less, really, let's just get real. It renders us ineffective. It renders us spiritually ineffective. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm going to read from verses 9 through 16. Paul writes, and he says, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Our minds can't even comprehend it. He's saying. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. There's that connection again that's required of the people of God. Revelation. It doesn't come by you positive thinking. Revelation comes when you are in the Spirit. When I've got the mind of Christ. Revelation comes. For the Spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. You'll never understand the deep things of God in your flesh. You'll never be able to have the mind of Christ in your carnal nature. But it's in the Spirit. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things which are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things. With spiritual things. But the nature. The natural man. Receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual. Judges all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord. That he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. And so having the mind of Christ, that is God's design for the church. It's His pattern. His pattern, there's no flaws in God's pattern. God don't make any mistakes. It is His perfect design. And when we, know, when we align our mind with the mind of Christ, Paul's telling us we can know the deep things of God. And we become empowered as a people of God to be able to operate in the Spirit. To be a people that knows how and has the ability to operate in spiritual dominion, spiritual power, (laughs) spiritual authority. And when the individual walks in off the street, that is a sin sick soul, that we know how to minister to them. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I don't go to a doctor for a self-diagnosis. Amen. But I go to a doctor that a doctor might examine me and he might be able to administer to me what it takes to heal me in the physical. And when people are coming out of the gutters of life and they're looking for a place for help and strength, and a new life, and a new way, and a restoration. They're looking for a people that is connected in the Spirit, that's connected in the Holy Ghost, that knows how to reach heaven on their behalf. Amen. We become empowered to be able to tear down strongholds when they come up against us. And if there's ever a time and what we've went through in the last year and what we've witnessed, if there's ever a time uh, that we are going to be, we are being confronted with strongholds uh, right here in this country, uh, the land of the free and the land that was uh, supposedly founded uh, upon the principles of this word, Uh, there are strongholds that are rising up. uh, And it's time for the church to rise up. Uh, It's time for the church to get on with its game. Uh, It's time for the church to become a spiritual people uh, to be able to bring down those strongholds. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 3. Paul writes and says, For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh. He's saying we're human. But our spiritual warfare cannot be fought in the flesh. You'll fail if you try it. And you'll fail miserably. In verse 4, he says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. There's that word carnal. Carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not humanistic. They're not our human nature. They're not of our human nature, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Weapons that are not physical, but powerful, strong through God. Verse 5: Casting down imaginations and every high thing that hath exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. There's where it starts. Amen. Bringing into captivity, right here. It starts right here in our minds, our human thoughts, our human imaginations. It's that carnal mind. It's that carnal human thinking, the human nature. taking. He's calling us. He's telling us. You've got to take control of your minds. You've got to bring your thoughts into obedience. You've got to bring your thoughts into alignment with His Word. Verse 6, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. When temptation comes knocking, don't answer the door. Amen. 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 When temptation comes knocking, don't answer that door. Verse 8, For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord hath given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed. Spiritual warfare, according to God's pattern, results in a demonstration of spiritual power and authority that will edify who we are. But it's not going to happen as a novel idea that just pops into your mind one day and you think, oh, how I would like to be spiritual. It's not going to happen when you look at that brother or sister that clearly they Demonstrate that they are living and walking in the Spirit. It's not going to happen by you looking at them and thinking, "Boy, I'd like to be like them." No. You got to. You, this has got to be forged in the fire. And it's only going to happen when you build an altar and when you put the fire. when when, when you put the sacrifice on the altar and allow the fire of the holy ghost to come down amen that's the way it happens the only way the only oh, it's only going to happen by living and walking In the Word of God. Exercising the Word of God. Not just going through it, just page by page. And just marking off the box and checking the box. And saying that I've read that chapter. Now I'm going to move on to the next chapter. Uh, Amen. No, no. uh, Amen. But when you get into the Word. When you digest uh, that Word into your soul and into your spirit. And you allow it to to be the lamp and the guide to your feet. And you allow it. Order your footsteps each and every day. Amen. That's how you walk in the Spirit. Amen. Not my will. Gratitude has to become not my will. But your will, God. Be done in my life, in my living. And not just from service to service. Not just from Sunday to Sunday. But each and every day. The Apostle Paul said it, I die daily. It's every day. It's every day. Amen. If the music wants to prepare, I'm closing. And so the question then becomes how do I get there? How do I get there? and i would remind us one of the very fundamental ways of getting there i would remind you of the words of jesus he said it several times if you love me keep my commandments that's starting point Jesus also said, the one that taketh not his cross and follow after me, he said he's not worthy of me. We live in a time where I think we really need to take Calvary out of the closet of our memory. Because when you, when you pray Calvary, When you read about Calvary, you're going to find that there are some patterns that are embedded in what took place leading up to Calvary and the actual moment of the crucifixion. Because the cross is not just for carrying. The cross was also for crucifixion. The cross is a symbol of death. The cross is not just about the crucifixion. It's not just about ushering the ushering in of a new dispensation. But there is a pattern that demonstrates the necessity of you and I submitting our will for His will. Just as Jesus, he even went to the garden. You read the story in the garden of Gethsemane. And he prayed, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass. But nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And it's the prayer that if you're going to walk in the spirit, and if you're going to have the mind of Christ, it's the prayer that you and I have got to pray. To live and walk in the Spirit, you've got to have a prayer closet. To live and to walk in the Spirit, you've got to pray in the Spirit. When you find that prayer closet and you you have your personal prayer closet, when you spend time in prayer, in that prayer closet, you begin to touch God, you will then begin to pray in the Spirit. And out of that, you will find yourself even at times praying travailing prayer. Because your mind, your heart, your mind has been surrendered for His mind, for His will. And the Spirit, when you know not what you ought to pray, the Spirit will begin to make intercession through you. For a particular need and for a particular situation. It might be your family. It may be the church here as our local congregation. It may be for the city of Richmond. It may be for your nation. It may be for your government. Whatever it is, when you get into that realm of the Spirit and you know not what to pray, the Spirit will lead you in intercession and what you should pray. This is what the apostolic church today needs. Amen. Did you hear what I said? This is what the apostolic church today needs. It's not another program. It's not another system, so to speak. But what we need to do, what I need to do, is that I can align my will with His will that the Spirit of God can work and operate through me. be driven with a passion to position ourselves to walk in the spirit oh i pray it let's stand in the name of jesus in the name of jesus hallelujah An external experience will never get it done. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they give us a clear picture of that. They knew the law, but they didn't know how to apply the law. Jesus said, you're just like a bunch of whited sepulchers full of dead man's bones. Can I tell you this morning, we will not get the job done by just looking apostolic. Did you hear that? We'll not get the job done by looking, just looking apostolic. Amen. Without having the mind of Christ, we can only apply the Word of God as a set of directions. Doctrine, can I tell you, doctrine can be taught. But faith and relationship is forged in the fire of praying in the Spirit. Faith and relationship are forged in the fire of praying in the Spirit. And so I ask us, I close this out this morning, asking the question again. Who's in control? Who is governing our lives? Is it the carnal man, the carnal nature, or the Spirit of God? Amen. If they will sing... As the Holy Ghost was moved upon your heart, your soul this morning, I invite you to respond accordingly.